to be a disciple, you need to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow. There's three examples that I want to give of things that I've heard people say in the context of your cross. First one is this, I was at a wake for a stillborn baby of a classmate of mine. And the woman in front of me, who was a mother, took her by the shoulders and said, this is your cross, but don't worry, you can always have another one. How's that set? I thought it was horrible. Or how many times have I heard when a loved one's killed in an accident, they said, well, you know, God won't give you any more than you can handle. Does that help? Or someone gets a, a diagnosis of cancer and somebody says, well, you know, this is your cross to bear. Why do people insist on making people hate God? Or more importantly, why do we all of a sudden at the time of a tragedy think that we know the mind of God and we can explain it to everybody like we have perfect knowledge of the truth? We don't. And so I think it's not only a bad use of words, but it's terrible theology when we try to plaster these pious platitudes over people's lives. When we hear today this idea about, about picking up your cross, we have to understand from the scriptural standpoint of view that Jesus defines what the cross means. Jesus defines what the cross means. And this is what, uh, at least one way to look at it, it's a conscious and courageous choice. That's why he says, take up the cross. He doesn't say pick it up like you dropped it. Take up the cross. It's a conscious, courageous choice to willingly bear the brunt of injustice. Willingly bear the brunt of injustice. That's the mark of a true discipleship. So all the things that we, that we sometimes use as, as examples of this, a disease, accidents, death, those kinds of things are a result of natural things that happen. They're not punishments. God can never be involved in evil. God can never be the source of evil. And so if you've been taught that, I'm sorry, but it doesn't bear up with the life of Christ. Because it makes God kind of like up in heaven go, well, by God, I'm going to teach her a lesson. I'm going to give her cancer. Does that sound like a God you want to believe in? I don't think so. Even St. Paul, remember St. Paul talked about having a thorn in the flesh? He never called it a cross. He said, yeah, God gave me this to keep me humble. Now, we don't really know what that was. Some people think it was a speech impediment. Some people think it might have been a, a sexual issue. But yeah, he said, I got this because it keeps me humble. But he never talked about it as a cross because a cross is always about injustice. God never uses injustice. We do. We do. And I think that's why a lot of people are unwilling to bear it. So we kind of reframe being a Christian or reframe being a disciple to be, well, I'm, I'm nice. I'm a nice person. I say nice things to people. That's not Christianity. 
Christianity is much deeper than that. The cross is what happens when there is a, what we call a nonviolent resistance to injustice instead of bending over to it. We just stand up for the truth. I am not going there. I'm not going to be silent. It's like that first reading from Jeremiah. It's a great reading. Lord, you duped me. And I let myself be duped. And I'm not even going to say your name anymore because it always gets me into trouble. And then later on, Jeremiah says, but I can't help it. It's a fire burning within me. I can't shut up. So if the volume's down in our spiritual lives about standing up for truth and injustice, then we really have to examine our consciences to see if we're really Christians. So, a couple examples from very, very recent history. Archbishop Oscar Romero, celebrating Mass, got shot through the head at the consecration because he stood up for the poor, murdered at the altar. Martin Luther King. And of course, the supreme example of injustice is Jesus Christ. He didn't do anything wrong. The religious right didn't like him. Supreme injustice. And he willingly took it up. Remember, he was, he's on the road to Jerusalem when he's having these conversations with the disciples. He knows what's going to happen, but he knows that he can't shrink from the truth. He has to continue to teach. And so in that sense, we don't pick up our cross. We need to take up our cross. Now, most of the time we talk about uh, taking up the cross, we think about martyrs, don't we? the great martyrs of the church who have willingly given their lives for the faith. And we think, oh, that's really wonderful, but I, I, I don't do that. Well, I hope to God that you never have to give your life for the faith. But we can do this. We can pick up our crosses because common people like you and me can transform the world. We can transform the world little by little by standing up for what's right, whether that's in our families, in our workplaces, in the church, in our country. Uh, that's what we're called to do. I, I've said this before. Remember, what are, the, what are the two things you were taught never to talk about in public? Politics and? And it's no wonder our country's a mess. It's no wonder. Oh, I'm not going to talk to her about that. Or I don't want people to think I'm a religious nut. No, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's not being a religious nut. I'm sorry. And we do this is, uh, we, 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 we do it by sharing the truth, not just my opinion or my political platform, but we do it because we look at the injustices that Christ's teachings show us. So Christians relieve people's pain, period. Christians relieve people's pain. Whether they deserve it, whether you like them, whether they're here legally or illegally, Christians relieve people's pain. We don't make judgments. And we do it because the cross tells us that's what love means. And we sing this song and they'll know we're Christians by our, yeah, not our political party or not our denomination. When I was in high school, I read a, in something, this line, and it's never, it's never left my, my heart. It said, love never expressed dies. 
love never expressed dies. So you're talking to a guy and say, you know, when's the last time you told your wife you love her? Oh God, she knows I love her. How? Well, she just knows. Have you told her? Well, no, but she knows. It's dead. It's dead. You can't love up here. It has to be expressed. So don't say that you love somebody or love something and it never gets expressed. You're lying to yourself and to whoever you think you're talking to. Whether it's in a marriage or any other kind of a relationship, whether it's in the church or in the country, love never expressed dies. It needs to be expressed. So it's expressed by relieving other people's pain. You know, a really easy way to do that is, and I hope it's happened to you before, but you know somebody who's having a terrible time and there isn't one dang thing you can do about their situation, but you call them up or you go visit them and you go, how you doing? How you doing? And they talk and 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 at the end they go, oh, I'm so glad you came over. You didn't fix them. You didn't take away the tremendous challenge they had in their life, but what'd you do? Like Simon of Cyrene, with Jesus, with Jesus on the way to the crucifixion, you helped them carry their cross. Easy squeezy. Everybody can do that. The message of the cross is that love conquers injustice. It isn't right. Whether it's my business or not, it isn't right. So let's stop making people hate God by placing all kinds of blame on God on those kinds of things. Maybe some of you have read a book, it's been out a long time ago, by Rabbi Harold Kushner, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. And I remember he gave a, uh, he has a lot of stories in there, but one that stuck with me was there was a woman who was just raging mad at God, not an unusual thing to happen. Her son had been killed in a, in a quick trip or some kind of a, a gas station. Uh, robbery went went wrong. The kid was the was the cashier, and she said, "Why does God do this?" And Rabbi Kushner said, "Don't ask God. Ask the guy who pulled the trigger." That's where the question needs to go. Don't ask God. We're the ones that do that. Not God. Not God. So where does it leave us? Well, you know, we're told in that second reading from Romans today, do not be conformed to this age. It's so easy for us to fade into what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is thinking, and we play it safe, and that's not being very Christian. So the thing I think for all of us to think about as we think about deny yourself, it's not gonna be popular. Take up your cross. Not as a crusade, but follow. What is Jesus teaching me to do? The world will change to the extent that you and I take up our crosses, deny ourselves, and follow Christ. Jesus says in the last part of today's gospel, what profit is there going to be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? <laughs>